Scripture reading today is from Luke 1, 26 through 38. We'll read from the NIV version, The Birth of Jesus Foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Actually, this is a perfect lead-in to where I'm going, because I want you to see a video about a friend of mine named Dion Pierre. Dion was a linebacker for the Sanford Bulldogs last year, and I love this video because most of the students who are in it uh, I've had in class, and he wanted to cook up a wonderful way that he could propose to his wonderful girlfriend, Jasmine Henderson, and so he asked some of his fellow players to help him out, out on the football field. And I wanted to show you this. Thank you. 
Are you surprised? <laughs> How do you feel? Pick six and all the I always just love that. That went big time viral. I was so proud of Dion with that. I don't know if you heard what he said right at the end. They asked him, how do you feel? And he said, I feel great. I got a pick six. We won the game. And she said yes, which I loved. Well, one of the greatest miracles about Advent, uh, obviously the greatest one was Christ born in the manger, the incarnation, right? And born and laid in the manger. But one of the other great miracles is simply the fact that Mary said yes. She said yes. Uh, She didn't back away from this strange commission that the angel gave her. And in three ways I want to talk about how this was miraculous, just for a brief moment. First of all, Mary's surrender was an amazing act of courage. Uh, we just lit the surrender candle. The candle of surrender is what we're calling it this go-round. That's exactly what she did, but it took faith and courage for her to do just that. Christian Kuhn is a wonderful pastor who wrote an article uh, not long ago in the Christian Century about a Christmas pageant that their kids put on, which was just so wonderful uh, this morning. And all the kids crammed into the sanctuary uh, on a Wednesday night, and they had auditions And the director of the pageant got up there, who I think was the children's minister, and said, okay, who'd like to be the innkeeper? And a few hands went up, and they chose somebody. Who'd like to be a lamb? Okay, you can can do that. Who'd like to be a shepherd? And they went along, and it was just kind of, you know, there were a few volunteers for each one. And then there was this dramatic pause, and then, okay, who wants to be Mary? I mean, hands shot up. All these girls started dancing around, and oh, 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 Mary was the star. Mary was the star, and everybody wanted to be Mary. But in this wonderful article, Christian Kuhn goes on to ask the question, do you think Mary wanted to be Mary? Do you think Mary wanted to be Mary? Do you think she wanted to say yes to this? With all the dangers, with all the scandal, and and potential shunning, and divorce, and perhaps even death. And yet, nevertheless, she said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be your will. She knew that her God-given mission would bring her great pain. Later on, Simeon, who was characterized up here this morning, said, a sword will pierce your own soul. He said that directly to Mary, and she went through a lot of hardship, which is interesting to say because, again, she was pictured as favored, and yet she was going to, through, going to go through a lot of pain. It, it really culminated in watching her son die agonizingly on the cross. And yet, she said yes. I've always appreciated the way Adam Hamilton put it. He, he just kind of lined it out. He said, first of all, Mary said yes, despite knowing that according to the law, young women who were legally engaged but found to be pregnant by someone other than their betrothed were to be stoned to death. Secondly, she said yes, despite knowing that some women died in childbirth. That was prevalent back then. She said yes, despite knowing that it would mean the end of the dream she had for her wedding day. And it would likely lead to Joseph calling off the marriage. And finally, she said yes, despite knowing that she might be an unwed mother with child. Mary's witness of full surrender begs the question to you and me this morning. You know, God's God's call is sometimes difficult. Sometimes he calls you and me to go down a difficult path. How willing are you and I to say yes to God's commission to us? Whatever that might be. Something for us to ponder and pray about during this Advent season. 
Even Mary, whom was called favor. Look at verse 28. I mean, Gabriel says, appears to her and says, what? Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Well, we are a favored people. Uh, granted God's unmerited favor, grace that we do not deserve, and yet it can put us on paths of difficulty, of trial, sometimes tribulation. But think about what her yes did. Think about the great miracle that that was. Do we have that same courage to surrender to God's will? Well, secondly, Mary's surrender changed human history. Changed human history. I've always appreciated the way Philip Yancey put it. He said, whatever you may believe about it and about him, the birth of Jesus was so important that it split history into two parts. Everything that has ever happened on this planet falls into a category of before Christ or after Christ. Jesus was born by this miraculous intervention of the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about that. God gave a new beginning to human history. It's not as if Jesus was born in the consistency and the continuity of human history. He came in in a very new way, completely new way, and became the definitive self-disclosure of God in the world and did so in a divinely sanctioned and operated way. It began anew when Jesus was born, stepping out of eternity and into our frail and desperate world. And in a wonderfully related way, we become new people when we give our hearts to him. This God who can enable his son to be born of a virgin can definitely change your own life and bring new life, spiritual rebirth in your life as the Holy Spirit enters your heart. And the question is, have you done that with him? Have you reached the point where you have asked him into your heart? You can do that this very morning. What a great morning it would be for you to do that, to receive the greatest gift you'll ever receive on this side of reality. Well, finally, Mary's surrender helped fulfill God's greatest promise. Some of y'all can maybe help me with this, choir people especially. The the Phillips Brooks hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, which I think we always sing, Keith. Keith? He's gone. Pray for Keith. Oh, there you are, right there. Uh, a little town of Bethlehem. We usually sing that, don't we, when we do the candles and everything? Okay, very good. I'm glad you're still here. Uh, but some of y'all might remember the, the last line of that first stanza, the hopes and fears, can you say it with me? The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Think about it. Our hopes and fears and really our very destinies were riding on Mary's decision. That's what makes this so miraculous. Yeah, the birth of Jesus was a great miracle of advent but her surrendering and saying yes i mean everything in a sense was riding on her saying yes to this mission that god gave her you know we found ourselves in a position to receive salvation through this babe in a manger because of her trusting response we had the opportunity to receive it look at verse 31 with me it says you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Now, the name Jesus is in the Koine Greek, but Mary would have understood it, and Gabriel would have delivered it to her in the Aramaic. So actually, he said his name will be Yeshua, Yeshua, which is from the Old Testament Joshua. Don't we have a Joshua, a new Joshua in the Brookwood family rectors? Am I right on that? All right. And, and Al said, he's, Papa, is that what they said? You're going to be Papa. I haven't heard what Tracy's going to be. But Joshua, Yeshua, which means God saves, God delivers 
And look at verses 32 and 33. It says 31, but look at verses 32 and 33. Let's zero in on that. It says, He will be very great, and we will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Gabriel says, you know, he will receive the throne of David and rule over the house of Israel forever. I'm convinced that Gabriel says that to Mary because Mary could lock into that. If he would have said he will actually rule over all of existence itself, I think that would have been overwhelming. But she understood the idea of David, the great king of old, um, and, and that he had, he had completed the conquest of Canaan and ruled over a unified Israel. Well, your son will do that, and I'm sure she sensed he will do that and more. But ultimately, it's saying to you and to me, beyond what it meant for Mary, he's going to lead over all things, reign over all things on his throne, on which he sits even now in heaven. The war is already over. We still have battles to face. But the war is won as he is sitting on his throne. And it's interesting to me that Gabriel says to Mary, he will be not just great, but very great. Do you see that? He will be very great. But isn't it amazing and miraculous and and mysterious that later on that same baby would grow to be a man and they would relate to his disciples what it meant to be really great. You look at Matthew chapter 20, 26. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your what? Servant. Must be your servant. To be great is to serve. And Mary surrendered in a way where she knew she would wind up having to finish strong and yes, finish empty. To use uh, Brian Bonds's, I think I've got mine on still here, yeah. Finish strong, finish empty, word out to uh, Brian Bonds. And that's our chance to do the same. It's our chance during Advent season to say yes to whatever God is commissioning you and me to do and be willing, no matter what it takes, to say yes and surrender. Because only when you truly surrender to God and His will and whatever ministry He calls you to and to whatever sacrifices He calls you to, only then can you fully leave it on the field and be the servant that God wants you to be, finishing strong and empty, which reminds me of a book that I saw a few years ago and read through. It's called Giving It All Away by David Green. It's giving it all away and getting it all back again. And let me just close with reading this. He says, some people act like life is an oversized game of monopoly, where the way to win is to accumulate as many properties as you can, either by purchasing outright or by clever trading with your opponents. Then you keep adding houses and hotels, extracting rent from the others until you eventually drive them into bankruptcy. You sit back, rub your hands together, and start counting your stacks of cash. He said, no, in the life of faith, it's more like Uno or Crazy Eights. Anybody play Uno? Uno or Crazy Eights. He said, where the point is to run out of the cards first. You want to deploy every card you have, knowing that each card left in your hand at the end counts against you. So don't get stuck at the time of your funeral with leftover cards. (laughs) Don't get stuck at the time of your funeral with leftover cards. Say yes. Surrender. And by following God's call, finish strong and yes, empty. Let's pray together. How blessed we are, O God, that... She said yes, that Mary surrendered to this call. And it reminds us 
that sometimes you want us to do things that are way out of our comfort zone, way out of the box, to give of ourselves, of our resources in ways that really do hurt a little bit. And yet, just as Mary was so favored, so are we, and how blessed we are simply to be a part of this Advent story that leads to the Easter story. So may we, oh God, ask ourselves today what it takes for us right now to, to, to surrender all the more to you. I want to ask in just this discipline of silence for you to take just a moment of silent prayer and between you and God, acknowledge to him something that you need to give over to him. It could be a, a private sin you're struggling with. It could be a relational matter. It could be a financial matter. It could be something at work, in the neighborhood, at school, in the family, whatever it might be. It might be illness, it might be grief, whatever it might be. Can you just surrender that over to him right now in silent prayer that we might walk all the more closely toward the manger and therefore toward the living Christ? Will you do that? Mighty God, we are about to sing a song that's familiar and it's about surrender and it can be somewhat um, even sound dramatic in its tone. But oftentimes we've become anesthetized to its calling for us. We ask that we would allow our hearts to be pierced just as Mary's was in some way that we will need to give up something, give over something to you, get over a matter, make peace with someone, reach out in faith, knowing that whatever it is we're facing right now, this trial, this illness, this grief, whatever it might be, we can surrender it over to you. We pray that even as we sing, we would do just that. We pray these things in your name. Amen.